Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in maternity. Ah. Because I don't think we've done that, which is weird. Interesting. It's almost like it was so close. It was too It was too on, on the, the nose. nose. So we've just kind of been overlooking it. <sighs> my name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And... um yeah, this is... It's this, kind of a weird day. It's weird. Because... It's weird. This is our last pre-record yeah. before you go have Ransom at some point. At some point. But for everyone listening, this is a totally normal <laughs> episode. And you'll hear us no next breaks. week. <laughs> yeah. So we're about to take a long break, but weird. y'all are not... I feel like we like raced so hard to the finish line and now it's like oh now i have to wait for this yeah. baby to come out mm-hmm. i am 36 weeks today though yep so, so i mean i feel like at 36 weeks that last you know that last four weeks the last, four that weeks, last month is really eight months worth it, of pregnancy yeah, they they're doing a lot in there they're growing a lot getting a lot of uh weight and chunk on them um I can't and yeah, move. it's not unheard of for no. little kiddos to be born two weeks before due date or my mom's never been this pregnant and she's had two kids. She huh. she just was just like, get out before thirty six weeks. <laughs> and you know what? I was fine. But You were fine? I was. You still are. <laughs> I don't feel that way. <laughs> the right, jury's out. Right now. Especially on Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. That's a special place. But um, yeah, so I have, uh, we have a room that right now is full of, an, uh, a, well, there's a crib in a box. Mm-hmm. We've got a dresser in a box. Okay. We've got a car seat in a box. We've got a crib mattress in a box. <laughs> um. My husband has a lot of furniture to build right. this weekend. Right. It's the moral of the story. That's kind of like, it's like tomorrow you're going to be building and that's what you're doing. Yeah. Happy Saturday. It's time. Yeah. I never imagined I would be the person that would not be at all prepared at 36 weeks, but I am. And hopefully this weekend yeah. I can change that because I just feel like it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Honestly, it's a good idea in case some weird thing happens and I go next week. Yeah. It's probably time. Yes. But I think, um, I think the more experience you have, the more you're like, you realize I can, I can accomplish what I need to accomplish in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, Uh, I mean, will I just be sitting and watching? Yes. But I'll provide moral support. Well, you'll tell them where to put <laughs> yeah. the finished product. I know where I want the dresser. That's Yep. My question is, the only question mark I have is, am I going to get some kind of rocking chair or not? Because, you know, nursing a baby is a full-time job. Yeah. And uh, I just haven't decided. 
how I feel about that yet. So I'm guessing you're not going with like the old school wooden. No. <laughs> you're thinking like a glider. I'm thinking like I need to be able with to like sit. something nice and a this thing. Janny used to, when Janny was little, she had a nice glider in her yeah, room. I had that with Clem and Janny lived in that thing and uh, donated it along with all of my other baby belongings. Well, you know. Why would I keep them? This if, is why. <laughs> Yes. This is why. <laughs> yep. But you you don't know what you don't know. No. So uh now I know. That's so uh that's gonna be my weekend and I I'm already tired just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well it's kind of a weird um like you know, we started Geologians and then at some point I had Georgia. So that was our first technical, like that was yeah. our first maternity leave. Yeah. Um, and then you did book club. Yep. And um, and then I came back and we just picked up where we left off. And yep. but like also neither of us has ever been on the other side of that. No. Until now. So yeah. now, it's now weird. it's you. It's, yeah. It's and weird. I'll be hanging around for book club. Yeah. Uh, which is this has already been happening for several weeks now you're welcome this is this is the last of the weird timeline conversations yeah. where we remind you that we're pre-recording <laughs> and <laughs> for now it's the last for now for now i'm excited though um this morning kate was like oh man it's gonna be so weird not hanging out with matthew and georgia on fridays I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do on Fridays? I mean, I know what I'll be doing soon, but until then. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just kind weird. Of, weird to think about. It's like amping yourself up for the most important thing you'll ever do. Yeah. But you like have to wait for it. It's the worst. Yeah. That's why the last four weeks of pregnancy are the worst because like you're waiting for literally like the weightiest thing. Yeah. That you can wait for. Well, and you don't know. There's nothing you can do about it. When it's coming. Yeah. And. and and because so much has changed physically, it, you're like, what's that feeling? That yeah. could either be my baby coming or yeah. it could just be how the last month of pregnancy feels. There's no way to know. <laughs> I was telling my friend she couldn't decide like if she was pregnant or if she was coming down with COVID. Oh, and uh-huh. she's telling me all her symptoms. And I'm like, honestly, those are symptoms of both. No one. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you which one it is because, oh, yeah, all that could be pregnancy. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's so much stuff that that is like if you're a female and your phone knows you're a female. If you're a female, your phone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, oh, my gosh, I just totally. That's so random. Of- what do you mean? Like, I know your phone knows because it knows too much. Well, because it just knows. It knows every single time, like anytime you've ever filled anything out or yeah, like, it knows everything. Or if you have your Facebook stuff, like hardwired, you know, oh, for sure. Log it like, yeah, it just knows who you are. But now I'm forgetting what my whole point of saying that was. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dying to know because it sounds so random. So dumb. It's so random that you were just like what your you phone knows. That? I have no idea what I was just saying. What was I just saying? Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So I feel like I feel like pretty much anytime you Google any symptom that you might have on the day to day, it's always like pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> Pre- that's definitely a pregnancy. I mean, symptom. I don't know. I I don't maybe 
I guess I don't know because swollen? I I only know my phone and what I Google. Yeah. I just know anytime I Google symptoms, it's always like, you know, you might be pregnant. You just might be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend was like, I think maybe a little annoyed because she didn't have a pregnancy. She had COVID. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which. Well, obviously there's one that's way more fun. <laughs> one is way more fun. So I don't blame her for being annoyed. But then <laughs> she just kept being like, oh, this is happening. Is that a pregnancy symptom too? And I'm like, yeah. Literally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that could be yep. that could be a pregnancy. If you're symptom. pregnant and literally anything weird happens for those nine months, that's welcome. That's normal. <laughs> oh, is it weird? That's it's not totally it's, normal. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, have you never heard anyone ever in your social group talk about pregnancy and say that was a symptom? Well, it is. Just so you know, it is. <laughs> My pre- my nausea is back, which is just like so fun. Oh, it's like first trimester nausea again. Organs, and, oh. well, and hormones and stuff like that. Oh, it's just like I haven't had this one before. The next time you talk into these mics, <sighs> I won't have to like lean over my belly. I'll have to lean great. over ransom. Yeah. <laughs> that's true just lay him on the table like you used to right i'm like i was thinking about that i was like what are i don't know what she's gonna do what is she gonna do is she gonna like yeah just put him right wouldn't there. be the first baby that laid on the table while we recorded <laughs> yeah just Perfect. there you are when they're little they're just content to be by mom you know what i'll never understand this seems random but it's not i'll never understand just like my thing yeah about how your phone knows you're a female yeah i'll never understand the boppy pillow I will never get it. Okay. If you're nursing, that is not, that is like the worst pillow. And I don't understand why people use it. <laughs> it doesn't do what you need it to do. Okay. Um, I'm just imagining every time I've used my Bobby <laughs> pillow and never had a problem. <laughs> Here's the thing: is you probably did, you just didn't know. Well, <laughs> I also had, a, I also had a um, the breast I had friend. A, yeah, I had the breast friend. Yeah, for here at the studio, that is the best. And to I did prefer breast friend because of the yeah. clip, the the way that it like yeah, it has hook, a has a backrest you. and it clips yeah. and it has a spot for the baby's head and it puts them well, in the right the, position. I think the thing that people like so many kids' products are like this: like you have to trade off things so the boppy pillow obviously you can like sit them up in you there's like a versatility that yeah the breast friend because it's not made exclusively for nursing right but then the cost of that of those conveniences is that it doesn't work as well for nursing because it's working well for other things right but yeah i get both especially if you i mean that sounds rather indulgent but i really i was really not I want you to imagine what I would have had to haul to and from work every single day. Wasn't doing it anyway. No, Mm -mm. no. Anyway, if you are like, I'm in the market for a nursing pillow, don't get the boppy. I know it's what everybody has. It's like the bumbo. And they have great, they have really, really cute patterns and stuff. Yeah. I get it. Whatever. But I really, I do agree with you that the the breast friend is better. I mean, what a horrible name. I don't even want to say it again. It's a horrible name. I know I've said it enough. But... It's a, it is the nursing pillow. Yeah. It's so good. You're never going to talk to a lactation consultant who's like, bring your boppy. <laughs> They're going to be like, burn your boppy, please. <laughs> Don't. That's not any good for anything. No one needs it. Anyway, <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at 470. Oh, they will. <laughs> All the boppies are coming out. Well, I'm doing you a favor. 
And, you know, sometimes <laughs> when people do you favors, you don't realize that they're a favor at the moment. <laughs> but you needed it, okay? <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We've already alluded to book club, which I'm sure is going on. But at this point, I couldn't even tell you what's happening because... As we described. <laughs> For all the reasons we've already mentioned. In almost every episode. Yeah, don't, just don't worry about it. Just listen, okay? Just go to patreon.com slash theologians. Support the show. Join book club. It'll be great. It'll just be fun. And I know that because people keep telling me they have a great time in book club. <laughs> we need to get some testimony holes up in here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whenever I... Uh, let's see yesterday I was letting people know about the next round of book club and uh, I don't know why but I was thinking about that that moment in the office when Michael Scott goes oh I love inside jokes I'd love to be a part of one one day <laughs> I don't know why that was like playing off over and over in my head that's one of those like sweet Michael moments I know it's sad but I just it makes you forgive him for things like Scott's tots it does it really does um, my favorite episode makes you forgive him for everything, which is business school. That's oh, the one where yeah. he shows up for Pam's art show. Mm-hmm. He's like the only one really that shows up and yeah, is like kind. That's my favorite episode. That is my favorite. Yes, it's the mm-hmm. best episode. The whole it is. It is. Uh, it is the redeeming moment of Michael Scott. <clears throat> yes. It it truly without yep. anyone telling you explicitly, mm-hmm. it tells you everything you need to know yes. about Michael Scott. Yes. And the good and the bad. The good and the bad, all in that episode, and they did a great job anyway. They don't call him world's best manager for nothing. <laughs> uh, anyway, when I was promoting book club, I was like, we've got like four inside jokes you can come be a part of. <laughs> so just join. If you've, if you've ever been like, man, I'm not on any inside jokes, you just come join us, and... We will let you in on all four of them. Hopefully by now there's five. And I'm probably not yeah. even in on it because I haven't been around. I'll you better you tell up. me. You, <laughs> you better tell me what the fifth inside <laughs> joke of book club is, okay? You're going to be up at 3 a.m. nursing <laughs> ransom. Yeah. Your eyes half closed. Uh-huh. I wonder what they were doing in book club. I wonder. What inside joke? She better have told me. <laughs> is she leaving me outside of the inside joke? <laughs> I do get a little crazy when I'm nursing, so... I might be messaging you at 3 a.m. like, hey, Joy, <laughs> do you have an inside joke without me now? I'm coming back. I'm coming back early. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there next week. Anyway. All right. Well, um, we've already interviewed our guest today. Uh-huh. He's our friend, Les. We've had, it's been a long time. We actually talked about this a long time since we had him on. Uh, he is a former host of the Reform Pubcast, which is probably why a lot of people are even here, honestly, yeah. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an excellent filmmaker. So, well, I think he kind of became the Calvinist guy. He did. Yeah. So he did. You know, so it makes sense that he's still doing movies. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk to him about his next movie and enjoy the interview. All right. Well, Les, I think the last time we had you on here was before, was it before Calvinist or was it before your worship documentary? Did I come on for Spirit and Truth? I don't. I don't remember. I think you did. We and had him on, was or was it Calvinist? Because I remember talking to Les, and then we made a really cool Calvin like that thing over there. 
the image for his episode was a Calvin, though. So maybe it wasn't Spirit yeah. and Truth. I well, definitely came on for Calvinist. Yeah. Yes, it's been, yeah. it's been a while. Yes. And that was like 2016, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Okay, we're long over. That just flew. By. Yeah. Well, and then I I know we also had him on. We had you on Apologia Radio too. So I think I'm crossing multiple memories. Yeah. <laughs> crossing <laughs> episodes. Man, those were those were fun times too. I, I uh, Jeff brought me in for uh, next week mm-hmm. um, when Calvinist came out. Uh, he's got the poster up on the wall still. It's there. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Uh, and uh, me and Marcus drank a bottle of champagne in my hotel room after the premiere. <laughs> the, the oh man, you guys are so good to me. That was really fun. Wasn't? Doesn't 2016 feel like another an entirely different world though? Sheesh. Yeah, I know. Man, what the heck happened to the world? What happened? I know. <clears throat> that was actually like one of the questions that I had for you. We haven't even introduced what your next documentary is about, but this will be a great time to do that. Is <laughs> it's called it's called Cessationist, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in 2016, when we started doing this and you did your uh, first documentary, I think Calvinist was your first documentary, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, I feel like we got a lot more questions about cessationism, continuationism, Calvinism, and so much of what we get questions about now is like really more basic stuff. Like everybody hates Christians. How do I deal with that? (laughs) Um, like we used to get kind of these like meteor questions about the finer points of theology. And now it's like, how do I live with the fact that all my coworkers hate me and my boss might fire me? <laughs> um, yeah. But you're doing a documentary about cessationism. So yeah. where did that come from? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the story is kind of uh, anticlimactic because two other uh, gentlemen, um, they got the idea for the movie. They sh- shot some footage and uh, they wanted uh, some help with the editing. So uh, I, you know, said I'd help them out and I looked at their trailer and I was like, let me recut this. It was, you know, a little, maybe a little on the boring side. So as I was cutting their trailer for them, uh, I just sort of fell in love with the material. And I was like, oh man, let's, let me partner with you on this. Let me put my little, you know, flair into it and we'll just, you know, we'll come at it uh, with, we'll we'll partner three people. And uh, so now I'm on board and I'm, you know, the official editor, I'll be doing the animation and stuff and it'll be, you know, one of my films as well. So uh, the three of us are working together on it. Um, but I mean, it's, I am a cessationist. I think it's an important subject to, to discuss. So uh, I think it's a, you know, a great fit. Yeah. What was the material that drew you in? Why now? What, what's important about it? Um, well, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is more, maybe more foundational than, uh, than like Calvinism. I don't even, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not even true. Um, I think that there's just all, there's always just a lot of confusion in the church and the kinds of movies that I want to make, at least right now are, um, directed, you know, at the church. So, uh, with, uh, amongst brothers and sisters in Christ, this isn't like an attack on people calling people heretics per se. I mean, there's definitely, you can cross a certain line and uh, get into that. But um, I think there's just a lot of confusion around what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are 
um, what they what they have been all along. Um, you know, some people really just misunderstand the whole thing. But even more specifically, what is the Holy Spirit doing today? What, what should we expect to see the Holy Spirit doing? Um, and uh, it's just a conversation that I, I think is important enough to to make a movie about. And I really think that you know we we people ask me why do a movie when there's so many books and sermons and things like that. Mm. Uh, and it, it is a cool, it's for, for one, it's just a cool medium and it's something that I'm passionate about. I love theology and I love, uh, uh, you know, design and film and all that. Um, but even more than that, like if, if somebody disagrees with you on a theological subject, something like this, um, if you send them a sermon, you, you kind of always know that there's a pretty there's not a, not a great chance they're even going to listen to it. Um, they might get five minutes in and say, Oh yeah, I listened, but it wasn't, you know, that's, that's the way it actually goes. Yeah. And books are even, even more hit or miss. Who's going to read a book on a subject they that's attacking their own theology. Um, but with a movie, you can kind of sit down with them. You can, you can take two hours. Um, it's a communal thing. You can do it together and then, uh, you know, talk about it afterwards. So I really think it's, I have this, cool, unique, um, uh, uh, potential, you know, to, to available to me to make a resource that I, I really think can break the ice in a way that it seems like a lot of, of other resources can't. That's my thought. Oh yeah. That's for sure. True about movies. Yes. Well, and it's just such a great, um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of, it's interesting because I think of you as having such a sort of unique, uh style too like even you know we uh in your animation and stuff like that and you just can't display animation in a sermon or a book <laughs> no <laughs> so it's almost like saying to an artist like well why wouldn't you just do what you're trying to do with another medium and it's like well not every medium works for every yeah yeah message i don't yeah. or or just I wanted it to look yeah. like this. I mean, That's I definitely, I, I remember sending somebody a link to watch Calvinist mm -hmm. because they asked me why I was a Calvinist. And I just thought this is a quick way with visuals to answer that question. It's almost like just a way more interesting tract that it just grabs yeah. you for, right. you know, um, yeah. and I think that it was actually helpful. The animation, especially she's right. The animation, especially I think was helpful in breaking down something that you're right. Like, yeah, I could, you want me to give you Calvin's institutes or like a quick right. <laughs> 90 minute <laughs> explainer <laughs> of yeah. what this is. <laughs> yeah. And I've, and I've also got like, this is the second. So that spirit and truth was about, uh, that was my second movie. And that was about, um, uh, w reformed worship and there's a whole philosophy around reformed worship. And you could kind of say that the whole point of reformed worship is keep it simple. Um, stop trying to entertain people, that, that sort of thing. Um, and then with cessationists, this, this, it's sort of the, along the same lines of like, uh, this is the second movie I'm making. That's kind of, I I'm trying to make something fun and enjoyable, but the subject matter is like chill out. And stop trying to like entertain everybody so much and stop, you know, so it's, it's kind of the, I'm trying to entertain people with a movie about like, like stop treating God like something that's supposed to entertain you. 
It sounds like a sounds like quite the ballet. (laughs) (laughs) How interesting. Well, yeah, I guess I'm curious as to uh, I'm well, I'm I'm looking forward to see kind of visually like what you animate and where you go this time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you Yeah, I'm I'm. I've got that whole, like, I don't believe in, I'm sure you guys are right there, like uh, images of God, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In this case, it's the Holy Spirit, uh, which is the main focus. But so I'm I'm not going to be demonstrating any images of the Trinity. So that's another sort of uh, fun, fun hurdle. To think through, yeah. So yeah, quite, quite the project to display visually. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> try to try to visually show this concept but with no pictures please <laughs> but you know that's a that's just the kind of project that is an artist's dream like they say it couldn't be done <laughs> but i did yeah. it <laughs> what are some of the if you were like gonna give your 30 second pitch for what, so you said you want to make movies for the church. You're making movies for people that you consider brothers and sisters. We might disagree or maybe not have a complete understanding of an issue. But what would be your 30-second pitch to somebody who maybe was a continuationist, why they should watch your movie? Yeah. Um, well, so I think that the the actual work that the Holy Spirit uh, does in the life of a Christian is uh, is way more interesting, way more powerful, um, and way more important than uh, than speaking in tongues or some miraculous healing or even raising the dead, which is you know one of the things that a lot of people or not not maybe not a lot of people fringe people. Um, yeah, so so I think that appreciating what the Holy Spirit is actually doing. Um, will blow your mind more than all these other things that you think you should be looking for because of a tradition that you've you've been uh, sort of brought into. Do you have like, yeah, would you, were you ever a continuationist? I know you've had, we've all grown in our theology yes. over mm-hmm. time and changed positions, but and I know Joy has had a lot more uh, exposure to that, world than I have. Um, it's all brand new to me. Sometimes when people come out of the charismatic church or they have a different view of gifts, like sometimes I I have to like translate things for summer. Like, so what they mean is, yeah. Cause I'm like, what is that? What do you mean? I've never heard of that before. Um, do you have any background with that experience with that? Yeah. I didn't have any like uh, theology of continuationism. But when I first got saved, I moved to Florida and my friend who he's the guy that shared the gospel with me, we were living in an apartment together and uh, he was a musician and he played piano and he found it. He somehow found himself in this. uh, It was called uh, house of prayer, treasure coast house of prayer. Uh, So apparently international house of prayer Uh is very charismatic, uh, yeah. wild. Oh, that's right. I hop. hop yeah. I hop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so I ended up, uh, going to this church with him and I had absolutely no context for what good theology was or even what that I, what, what that even meant. 
Um, so that's where I went for probably, I don't know, six months of uh, just being a fresh Christian. And it was, <laughs> um, it was all women uh, in the leadership. Oh. Um, very little of it was actual words. It was mostly just speaking in tongues, a lot of laughing and rolling on the floor. Um, <clears throat> just and, and then like, I remember I would cry a lot. <laughs> in in these uh quote unquote worship services uh they'd bring out the map of the united states and everybody lay their hands on it and just speak in tongues and it was it was crazy and somehow i didn't like i didn't really do this tongues thing like i, I knew that it, it just felt very very silly and but that's but the emotional charge of the event was always that was impressive to me that you could get people so emotional and like just so, but there was absolutely no substance to it. Uh, it the whole point was to get in an emotional frenzy and, you know, be slain in the spirit and all, all that, all that crazy stuff. Why were people laughing on the floor? Holy laughter. What's that? Yeah. It's like, you're so filled with joy that you start manically laughing because you're yeah. like overcome by this spirit. It's kind of the whole point of like the exercise is that you you are overcome because God is yeah. so amazing and so powerful that you can't control your emotions and it's always just these ecstatic like you basically if if you participate in it you become a crazy bipolar person. And you really do. I I would go into deep depressions because I would go into these, like what I saw as like a spiritual high and I'd want to live there and the experience would be over and I would just completely crash and I would spend like weeks and in, 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 I felt like I was on a spiritual roller coaster all the time. Okay. That's depressing. Yeah. Um, well, and it's just yeah. I, I, like you did touch on this, um, but it just speaks to, I think mainly, uh, what it speaks to sort of um, either, I guess at the very best power of suggestion at the very worst, you're emptying your mind in sort of a new agey way. And then stuff's happening. Like things, stuff happens when you, this is why in all, like, you know, a lot of cults, you're told to empty your mind. You're told to put yourself into like a, sort of meditative state and that's sort of the right. point of the whole production is to create that meditative state and then like these you get feelings. filled with something and so yeah so i'm saying you know like i there's a spectrum of what people think is actually happening when people yeah. are legitimately it's really happening they're not pretending um though maybe some of them are but um it's very intense and if you yeah if you were a part of uh ihop that is a that is quite the high exposure as summer put it yeah. earlier. It's definitely very, like very, very charismatic, very much. So, um, but so I guess a good question would be um, just to clear something up. You've been talking about the work of the Holy spirit. And then in light of what I just said, um, what do you believe about that's the spirit work that was happening in the situation you were in with IHOP versus the actual whole, what the Holy spirit actually does. Yeah. 
So, I, I mean, I guess people just get this view and, you know, so Pentecostal and uh, charismatic, even though the words that, that are being used referencing uh, Acts 2 um, and charisma and all these all these things, um, people get this picture in their mind. And, you know, really, it's just a tradition that's been that's been taught to them. So it's, it's hard to overly criticize. But <clears throat> this idea that like especially on, at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and you're now speaking in this tongue that you didn't understand or, you know, whatever charismatics think is going on with speaking in tongues, uh, secret language, all these things. Um, but you're you're overwhelmed, you're overcome by the, the Holy Spirit and this power is coming upon you and you just can't control yourself. And that's, you sort of see that picture. Um, they said that the apostles... Uh, were drunk because they were so they may you know maybe they were so out of control that that's that's uh, what what people perceived was going on. Um, and then we see the other gifts that that are given in in the New Testament. You're able to heal. You're able to um, raise the dead. All these uh, powerful things that you see that you see from the Holy Spirit. So the the first most important thing to recognize about all of that is that miracles supernatural uh events or power that supersedes the natural order god always has a purpose for those things he doesn't just if people kind of they think about the bible and they just think every single page if you flip to any page of the bible you're going to see a miracle that's really not true there's they're very uh concentrated around particular events in the scriptures and the reason is uh, God was revealing something new at the time, and he wanted to essentially anoint that time by saying this person has uh, is being given authority from God himself. So God blesses it, and he gives them the sometimes the ability to do miracles or just surrounds that ministry with miracles, things like that. Um, and that's exactly what was happening in the New Testament with the apostles, especially at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes. God is communicating to those who would hear this message that this is actually from me. And it's the most important message, right? It's the, it's the gospel going, going forth. So God wants to, you could say, give it his stamp of approval and say, this is actually from me. Trust what these men are saying. Um, and I'll, I'll demonstrate that through power that no other man could ever uh, mm. you know, make happen by him on his own. Um, but the, the true miracle and the thing that goes on and the thing that, that we should really study and look into and, and uh, desire to see every day in, in our lives, the true uh, primary miracle is the miracle of regeneration. Um, so when we share the gospel with somebody, we are praying, we're hoping that the spirit will come and truly bring this person from spiritual death to spiritual life, give them a heart of flesh when they previously had a heart of stone, um, raise them, raise them to newness of life. So that's a miracle that happens supernaturally. It's less showy, but it's, it's a miracle that we see described in scripture by Jesus himself talking about the new birth. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's the miracle, the primary miracle, uh, that the Holy spirit still performs every day, uh, through the power of the gospel. And uh, beyond that, 
in the life of a Christian. Anytime you've overcome a sin in your life, that's the Holy Spirit working in you, sanctifying you, uh, you know, putting to death the deeds of the flesh by the power of the Spirit. Uh, and then, you know, ultimately, we're looking forward to uh, being glorified, being uh, uh, finally completely sanctified, made free of sin. That's another miracle that the Holy Spirit's working. So it becomes a, uh, it should become a more normal understanding of the Spirit works to save people, to change people over time, to sanctify them, and to carry them on into heaven. And that's that's greater news than, you know, health, wealth, prosperity, speaking in a strange tongue, any any thing that you can imagine, there's nothing comes close. If you truly believe the scriptures, if you truly believe the gospel, then, you know, none of those, none of those things come close to the, the true salvific work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For sure. It's just making, it's making me think about like the tent revivalism that we were <laughs> learning about. Yeah. We, we had learned from a book that we read in the Sheologians book club about sort of like the early evangelical church, uh, of the United States and, and just how that, you know, basically what you see is <laughs> it's kind of, it very well represents the cessationist and continuationist camp. Yeah. Like it really, mm-hmm. yeah. You had two branches essentially of evangelicalism and one of them really favored kind of that emotional experience. Mm-hmm. And then the others were like the Presbyterians and the <laughs> confessional church. It's so funny. Cause when, <laughs> when the other branch is described in the book it's like well basically they were just all presbyterian <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were all and it's just funny it was the calvinists and the presbyterians they were like eh, maybe not earlier you were uh you were saying like you know i'm kind of telling everyone we need to calm down and i'm just like classic presbyterian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody right. just calm down yeah god likes order it's uh, as boring as it sounds. God wants an orderly church. Yeah. I mean, um, actually, our reading this week is First uh, Corinthians. So I've been thinking a lot about just that and, and gifts as well. And um, we constantly have people wanting us to talk about head covering. We're not just so you know, we're not doing that. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to keep telling everybody we're not doing it's that. It's one of our topics that we're just I'm not making cover. a tract. I'm not making a right. head covering tract for no. you. Maybe less. Maybe that's yeah. his next movie. If no, you're looking just... for <laughs> another movie for your brothers and sisters, <laughs> I, the visuals would be great for a head covering yeah. documentary. <laughs> I mean, just so many options. <laughs> It's a scary one. I, I actually went through it. I almost had my wife convinced to, to start wearing a head covering. Uh, it, I don't know. A lot of people have gone, gone through that, that uh, sort of thing. I actually think that there's way more. I think people really should look into that issue a lot more than, than, they, than they do. I think there's a, a much stronger argument being made than people kind of, I don't know, brush it off. I don't practice it. So obviously I'm not convinced or my wife, my daughters don't practice it. But uh, I really do think there's something there that people uh, aren't really appreciating. Might but, be missing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, so I still look into it. Just not. Yeah. From us. I'm not discouraging anybody. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. looking into yeah. it. But I think a lot of people want. Anyway, it just keeps coming up and it's not unrelated. It's not entirely unrelated to our topic today. Of course. Yeah. Um, so it made me think about it because 
right after right after you read about i think is it after right after you read about head covering paul starts talking about the gifts right um so they're and the in the orderly church like you i mean that's what paul's that was that's the whole gist going on that's the flow is that god is a god of order and he wants worship to happen a certain way well and i think maybe something that our culture doesn't get quite as much is the reverence like we're not a hyper reverent bunch uh, we're not a minimally reverent yeah, bunch <laughs> most of the time i think we are not we're being irreverent um and that's and and you know that kind of extends to being more like we're more casual in our dress women leave the house without their hair done like this is kind of just representative the whole culture but i think it's to the point where we see reverence as like like you're saying like boring, boring. or like god you know god created us all so uniquely and like aren't we to participate in the service and it's like yes but your role is worship let's be clear <laughs> yeah. um and it's not not, the, not, not as the receiver yeah. <laughs> of worship but yeah so i guess like is reverence boring Uh, are you asking me? Yeah. I mean, you can. <laughs> no, no, anyone... I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. I think if you, if you truly can appreciate the, the glory, the weight of the one you're worshiping. Um, I mean, my, my goodness, that, that, that's the problem, right? Like we, we don't see God as huge and weighty and just like, if, if you really considered it, it would knock you on your knees. Uh, you would be in awe. And that's, mm. that's the problem. We're, we're not even close to in awe. We, we bring God down to our level to a place where he's, you know, I can, I can dress however I want sort of the, the come as you are language, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, come, come as you are in the sense that God's able to save any sinner in any circumstance. Yeah. Amen to that. But you still don't, you don't approach God in your sin or in your, your sort of filth. Uh, so, you know, dressing up for church, I mean, you dress up for a wedding to show reverence, you dress up for a funeral to show some sort of reverence. You, we should have that, at least that same heart towards, uh, approaching God. But if we saw him for who he, what he was, who he is, mm. then, it would it would be all reverence it would be all awe it would be we yeah. close our mouths and you know hang on every word that god wants to speak to us mm. amen to that yeah okay well oh i'm sorry you no question. i was just saying like i wonder if that just translates somewhere in the fact that it's kind of funny because as <laughs> i don't know this is just an observation i guess <laughs> but as we have become more fun Mm. quotes there mm -hmm. uh in our worship like our buildings and like our church buildings have gotten progressively more boring, boring. and i <laughs> and i'm like but what is there there's something, something there's something there that said. like yeah i don't know we used to even like even just the building which obviously the historic church has never believed the building is the church but there has been this, like, even the the worship service takes place in a place that is, mm -hmm. you know, a, a different place than what you regularly do. So mm -hmm. worship that happens there would be different than, like, sort of your day-to-day. -day. Yeah. But 
I don't know. There's a whole school of thought oh, yeah. there that <laughs> I don't know if we want to get if into. We, but well, we'll just ask Les. What is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey Les, if you could just explain that to us in thirty seconds. No, great. the Presbyterians Kay. have calmed way down <laughs> on the buildings. <laughs> like, let's be honest. On architecture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that I I had to like pick a, a thought process for Spirit and Truth because there was. There really is, even in Presbyterianism, even in like, you know, hardcore reform circles, there's a school of thought that says the architecture is super important because of what it communicates and all that. And then there's just as serious, like super enthusiastic Presbyterians and reform people that say the exact opposite. And they say, no, 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 the building doesn't matter at all. So you should put, you know, it shouldn't be showy. And uh, simplicity is actually the point. It's a it's a huge emphasis that we're trying to make. Um, so I, I I went more with my, my my I'm convinced more of the the second option mm-hmm. that simplicity is is sort of uh, the point of the aesthetic of Christian worship. Okay. Uh, it, but but I totally understand the other side too. That that um, you know the architecture is important and what we're doing here is the most important thing that we do in life. And if there's any value to beauty, then wouldn't we want to put it, you know, there. So I, I totally get, get both sides. Um, but I, yeah, that's just my sort of leaning is more towards like simplicity is King. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Like I said, I just, my, I just had it as my, this is the first day I'm thinking about it. Really? <laughs> I am going to go with no comment. So less. So tell us, give us the details on the movie. When is it coming out? Is it out already? How do we watch it? Where do we watch it? What's, what is all that? So uh, hopefully this is the benefit of working with two other guys that, uh, that are passionate about it. Uh, So, so far all the movies I've made, I've, I've done all the the bulk of the work on my own. And by the time I finish a movie, I'm just so burnt out and so like over the process that I just put it up on, you know, whatever platform and say, if you want to watch it, watch it. I don't, I don't even care anymore, <laughs> um, which is very, very bad. Uh, it's not a good strategy. Uh, but so we're hoping to really push this and get it out there and, you know, uh, get it in front of as many people as possible. And I want it to, you know, want it to be super successful. So, uh, as I'm getting burnt out, they'll just be getting rare and to go on, uh, on marketing and, you know, pushing it out there. Um, so we did a Kickstarter that finished about a month ago and now, uh, we are, we're just getting started with, uh, I'm starting to do the rough edits at the beginning and they're going to be traveling around and doing more interviews and, um, so sometime probably around May, maybe the beginning of summer next year okay. is the plan to release it. Uh, it. It'll be available, you know, we'll just, we'll push it out there in every way that we can possibly get it out there. So hopefully it'll be on, uh, you know, iTunes and Apple and, uh, our, you know, Vimeo and all the, all the platforms. And what's the, is the title cessationist? That's it. That's what we should be it looking for. Cessationist. Yep. Cool. Very good. I'm excited. Me I'm too. excited to see what you guys do. I'm excited to see who you choose to interview. And um, I'm hopeful 
as much as we've kind of, I feel like when we talk about IHOP or things like that, we're really talking about, can I say this? The worst of the worst on the other side, <laughs> um, like the far yeah. extreme. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there are uh, people that would say that they're reformed, Calvinistic, et cetera, who would call themselves continuationist. Um, will that be a part of the movie too? I, like I said, I know we've talked about really the yeah, far, yeah. far, far, right? but that's not everyone. No. <laughs> well, the, but the, the crazy thing is what we would call the sort of extremes is really the mainstream as far as what people are exposed to, like the yeah. stuff that you see on TV. These people are pretty, pretty crazy, pretty, you know, they got pretty wild theology around the Holy Spirit. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, that is more the low hanging fruit and probably the easier arguments to defeat, but that, that is what most people, I think more people are exposed to that than, than I want to see, obviously. Um, and then there, I guess there is sort of like some extreme stuff that even they're not seeing and, you know, we'll deal with all that, but we absolutely want to deal with the best arguments as well. So, you know, there's like Wayne Grudem is a really big name that's a uh, reform people, have varying levels of respect for him, but he also is a continuationist. So yeah, we, we want to, we want to sort of cover the gamut and make sure that we, we uh, touch on the best arguments uh, along the way. Good. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to it and I'm glad you came to talk to us about it. Thank you guys so much. This yeah. was a, a huge pleasure. Good. Good. And you know what? Any movie you make, we'll just, just put it on the schedule. Just of your list awesome. of things to do. Just yes. like, do we have a fun question for last? Call Sheila Jens. Did we? What did we ask him the last time he was on? Did we ask him something the last time? I'm sure that we did. I here's the thing: if you guys don't know who Les is, Les used to be the fun podcaster. If you were reformed, right. <laughs> Les used to be like it was kind of like ooh, ooh you listen to you listen to the podcast like ooh, he drinks beer. That guy drinks beer, <laughs> you guys. And he says he's a Christian. Like that used to be like Les's brand was like he was kind of like the crazy one. And mm -hmm. I feel like then he went Presbyterian and calmed down. Which they do. Super simple now. Yeah. Like he doesn't even want architecture, <laughs> you guys. He doesn't even like architecture. Um, so he used to be the host asking like the awkward, fun question. And I feel like the tables have turned quite a bit. I know. I just wish I could remember what we asked him the last time because I know my go-to question which they've all heard. Is it your bird question? Oh. Um, no, I was thinking of a different one. Why but... don't I know your go-to question? Well, you do once I say it. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Should I just ask just him? Just ask him, yeah. He okay. doesn't remember. We don't remember. No one remembers. And this... maybe it's changed. Maybe his answer has changed. 2016 was a He's... thousand years that ago. That was 2016 <laughs> less. I'm, I'm on I'm on uh, what what it's not pins and needles. What am I on? Uh, what they, yeah, pins and needles. That the works. edge of your seat. Edge of your seat. There you go. Um, edge of my seat. Okay, so we've asked this question to quite a few people now at this point. Like I said, it's my go-to. But um, I am going to ask you about your favorite sandwich. It can be a specific sandwich from a specific place, mm -hmm. or it can just be like, I love when my wife makes me a sandwich with this, this, and this yeah. in it. So, just And I will say that when we asked Gary DeMar this question, oh, yeah. he had a 20-minute answer. So really, <laughs> really... You can take this anywhere. Yeah, you can be like, <laughs> ham and Swiss, that's it. Or you could 
Tell the story. Tell us about this place in Philadelphia that you yeah. can only get to by boat. It'll be fine. <laughs> is so so rules. Is is a hot dog a sandwich? Can no. Like less. Okay. Less. <laughs> Quit it. No. No. Be, being put in my place here. Someone legit said I used to be fun. <laughs> That's not what That's I not meant. The case well, I like how that was the line. That was the line for summer. Was the architecture thing for me? It's the is a hot dog a sandwich thing. Yeah. Well, well, it's it's not that I want it to be a sandwich. I'm just wondering where we where I can go with it. Okay. Um, oh. Okay. Bread has think, to be involved. Oh man, what about what about like a a hero? Oh yeah, that's that yeah. counts. Yes. Oh man, that, that might be my favorite sandwich if that counts as a sandwich. Um, that's awesome. Uh, I love Rubens. I don't know how many answers I'm allowed to give, uh, but I, I've really also really been craving a BL. I've never, I don't think I've ever had a BLT. What? Uh, just by itself. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's just not very much meat, but bacon yeah. is, delicious. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems pretty delicious. A little mayonnaise on a, on a BLT. Yeah. Sounds very good. So wait, you still never had one? Like as of this. I was eating. I was eating some bacon the other day and I was sort of looking at the ingredients and I was like, I can make a BLT. And uh, I, I just didn't, I just didn't commit. It just seems like Bless. not really a sandwich. There's no substance to it. It's so but, good. Oh, yeah. BLTs are so good. Yeah, you got to go for that. Just, yeah. If you think it's not enough meat, just put more bacon. Right. Just more bacon. Just more bacon. I don't, I don't know if you're an avocado hey. fan. Avocado goes great on there. Avocado is great. You put like some salt on the tomato. Yeah, absolutely. Salt and pepper. You could do sure. oil and vinegar on the lettuce. You could really like take this places, but you Sour- have to have right. a BLT. I'm- sourdough. Oh yeah. Yes. Do it's it on sourdough. Do it on sourdough for sure. I just can't believe. I mean, you're at least 28, and you've never had a BLT. That's hey, insane. <laughs> Minimally, your 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 fun days have come and gone, and you never did a BLT. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I might we I fed my kids BLTs you're, the other night for dinner. You're about to you're you're just gonna have a great time. Yeah. I can already tell yeah. you. Yeah. You know, well I, I guess I, I I love club sandwiches, which is basically a BLT with turkey. Turkey. Oh yeah. Oh so, so you're is, already there. Yeah. yeah you're never going back. Yeah, just just get the turkey off the sandwich. Yeah, and, just calm down yeah. less. Calm down calm with the turkey. Down. Turkey. <laughs> You're going to eat a BLT, and the next thing you know, you're going to be, like, breaking into your church at night and putting up stained glass windows. Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> like, once you open this Wild. door, like... Scandalous. I think our definitions of crazy, crazy has, like, changed over time oh, quite yeah. drastically. Yeah. Uh, because, to me, what I just said sounds crazy. <laughs> Putting stained glass windows in your church after eating a BLT with extra all bacon. jacked up on bacon. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> I just, we, I, I think your answer sh- should be. Well, I'll just edit this later. His favorite sandwich is a BLT. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next time, the, yeah. the, the next, uh, the next documentary you put out will have you on again, and then to confirm. Then, okay, so now. To confirm. Less. Is yeah. it true that your your favorite sandwich is now a BLT? Yeah. And I'm sure you'll say yes. If your friends hear this and don't buy you a BLT, get new friends. 
<laughs> if I was in Florida, I would be like door dashing one <laughs> right now. I'd be like, this man needs a BLT. Yes. <laughs> All right, Les, thank you so much for joining us. It was super fun. And we're going to, I'm looking forward to the movie. We'll for sure let people know when it comes out where they can find it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Have a good great. weekend. See ya. You too. Bye. Bye, guys. Well, that was fun. Always. Always so fun. Always. Such a <laughs> treat. I'm just excited for him to try a BLT. And for yeah. any of you out there that... If you haven't had If you BLT. somehow missed our enthusiasm for it, definitely go fix that. Yeah. And the... I mean, I guess the, th- the big thing that I could think is that a lot of people don't like tomatoes. And even people who like tomatoes don't like tomatoes on their sandwich. But on a, on a BLT, it's good, right? It really, yeah, I yeah, I mean, but I also like tomatoes, so it's hard. Yeah, I mean, just stop being wrong. <laughs> if if you're refusing to eat a BLT, then just don't be wrong anymore. <laughs> this is my solution for you. And obviously, if you want to comment on this episode. The emoji passwords are like either bacon, lettuce, or a tomato, or bread. Or how about like all of it? Like a bread emoji? Yeah. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, bread emoji. Perfect. It's the sandwich. If you can't put that, then you're not allowed to comment because you didn't make it this far. And you're not allowed to even listen to any more of this episode if you've never had <laughs> Turn it, it off. Turn it off right now. Wait, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You got this We're like far. about to end. <laughs> we will not give you the satisfaction of hearing us say goodbye. <laughs> leave <laughs> anyway um you can <laughs> leave us a voicemail 470-465-0475 do we need to, do we need to tell anything else i got nothing no. y'all i just hope that you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week see ya see ya